folks. Welcome to Young About Pate. I am Carl Hess. With me, as always, Mr. Joel Miller. I'm back! He's back, baby. Joel has been... Oh, God. Can I say deathly ill? No, because that would imply that I was near death. Joel, I was nowhere near Joel death. had this flu, and you've been just like bedridden for days. I feel like I haven't days seen you Days and in days. I missed work. Yeah, when you, like, when when you miss work when at the I restaurant, work, yeah. I know that you're sick. No, that, no like when I was like, I, I can't move... And everything sucks. Oh boy! And I'm bored as shit. Oh, you didn't have your Seven Eleven coffee. I you haven't had eating. a Seven Eleven coffee in like five days. I finally had one this morning. It, must it feel... was delicious. <laughs> you're I like, got a small one though. Like, I was. I'm, I'm, I'm sticking my toes back in the water. I'm back, baby. Yeah. It's that's the worst. I mean, this flu season obviously is has been brutal. It's been fucking awful. I know. Are you kidding me? I know so many friends who have just been really sick. I've been trying to be healthy. Um, my my new method is ag- aggressive garlic intake. Aggressive garlic. Garlic intake. is great for your immune system. It's just great for your health overall. I'm at seven cloves a day. Seven cloves a day, bro. Seven cloves seven a day. Seven cloves daily. That's too much garlic. I'm I'm a garlic man, dude. I'm garlic daddy. I'm, I'm telling you, aggressive garlic intake is gonna gonna carry me through this flu season. I'm gonna stay healthy. You know what? If you if that's actually the case, if that if that works <laughs> next year, I'm just gonna start eating garlic around um, flu season. Dude, garlic is I I love garlic. I mean, I'm I incorporate it into all meals pretty much. I mean, I, garlic is like a building block of like most. Things. Damn right. Just like onions. It's yeah. Alliums. Alliums. Alliums, baby. Got to have gotta aggressive allium intake. Aggressive allium intake. Is That's gonna... what 2018 is going to be all about. <laughs> Lunch line. line. Aggressive alliums. Staying real healthy. Staying real positive. And That's you know, you know, I'm on my hydration game. Just like, of course, so much, so much water every day. So much I feel like. water. Uh, especially after last night. Really need it. Um, what happened? Did something happen? Super Bowl, uh, ah, birds right. won. You know, I'm not a football guy, but you know, no. being from Philly, I gotta say this was special. I, I can say this was home. the most fun I've ever had watching a, a football game. And so this is like the first time in years because I've because I've had the flu and now my girlfriend has a flu, so we had plans to go watch the Super Bowl or somewhere. Right. We canceled said plans because I don't want to infect everybody else. That a responsible so, approach. So I had what I called the flooper bowl. <laughs> Just it was you by yourself. It was me. While your girlfriend's bedridden. My, my my girlfriend's bedridden, and I just I had like a few nachos and like a beer, and I watched the game. Really and, indulged, and I really indulged. It was like the least drunk and the least full I've ever like. Every I look forward to the Super Bowl like I look forward to Thanksgiving. Right. Like I look because I'm like, no, it, where I'm just like at the end of the night. I'm going to go to bed right. and be like, oh. Right, exactly. Like, you just know. And, just, and be drunk as shit. You know you're going as hard as possible for that one. Because day. that's it's what an all the, it's all the good, all the good foods, you know? Like, mm-hmm. the place, I'm, I saw, like, the, the Instagram stories from the place we were going to go. They're, like, doing double, double, doubles, oh. like, like, in and out style double, oh. doubles, fucking brats, oh, you're, fucking you're, loaded nachos. You're home on the couch watching the Insta stories, like, I, that could have been me. It could have been me. That could be me. It could have been oh, me. Oh, that hurts. And I'm not blaming any specific person not blame not my girlfriend that wasn't me like right, saying my right, girlfriend right. was in the wrong because i was sick too was i didn't want to go out. yeah it was the can't. flu i blame the fucking flu yeah, exactly. but it was but you know it's a good game i ate some stuff by myself mm-hmm. not gonna lie definitely postmated a fucking bag of curly fries from wow. from jack in the box around 11 o'clock at night jesus well, well you had one beer once that beer is in your system <laughs> That beer was just shooting that's right how, through me that's how you know you're healthy again though well, i hadn't your postmate and curly fries yeah, and a well, shake well, well i hadn't drank uh, I hadn't had any alcohol in like a week. It was crazy. Right, well, that was a long time for me. That's good. That's good. That's good. You cleaned it. How, how did that fucking shake and curly fries taste? Probably tasted um, like freedom. It tasted amazing. <laughs> it was the greatest thing ever. It was uh, so good. I rolled up with, uh, you know, for Super Bowl, it's like, I don't want to do too much prep. 
but I want to bring a crowd pleaser. So I, I always go like meat heavy. Yeah, you, but you do like the fancy I know, meats. I do, you're I not do like, nice it's not like you're meats. bringing like bologna and Just a shit. couple cured meats. I got a nice uh, black pepper and garlic salami from Chop from Portland. They do a nice, they do a nice salami. Yeah. Do a nice uh, American prosciutto from La Quercia, that place in Iowa. Some happy pigs out Solid. there making happy some pigs, real good man. prosciutto. Damn right. Some, you know, just some some Hamon Serrano. Nothing crazy. Just a nice get, little meat do you have plate. Any, do you have any like uh, French ass butter? No French ass butter, nah, but I brought some, I brought some wine. Shame. I brought a nice like natural gamay, like a liter, you know, for the party. There you, you go. Roll in with a liter, a liter of natural wine. I brought some fucking merguez sausage to grill up and some. Hot. Oh, those those look those good. are great. Those I love, look great. Dude, like lamb sausage is becoming like my favorite thing. If I see that on any menu, I'm like done. I mean, usually you talk about like what we ate over the weekend. I mean, Super Bowl obviously has like the connotation of certain foods, but mm-hmm. did you go anywhere else over the week? I didn't go anywhere. I literally did nothing. I've been eating fucking chicken soup for the last week. You have to live vicariously through me. I there, I mean, yes, I do. Uh, I finally went to Mountain in Venice, which oh. is the Jelena Chef's izakaya. You know I'm a sucker for izakaya. I know you're a sucker it's for It's a very like, high-end approach to izakaya food. I haven't been. I want to go. I mean, $20 ramen, it's, it's really kind of hard it's incredibly to like, expensive, sell me on and that. And I got to say, I left hungry. But Did you? The food was good. Oh, I mean, how much did you spend? So much. Oh. <laughs> he, he just like, I, like, I don't even talk about you it. You know that going in. It's not like you're going to go to Jelena and be like, hey, maybe I'll spend just like... I'm just going to get know. like two things. Dude, that whole Abbott Kinney strip, it's like when you go there, you're going to be dropping. Oh, we talked about this before. I went to Felix solo and I spent $200 exactly. on my fucking self. That's actually a place. I did not leave hungry though. <laughs> well, you got what? Four you got pastas. Like four yeah, pastas. I got four pastas, Ridgeback prawns. If you're leaving hungry after four pastas, then... You have a tapeworm. Yeah. You got shit, something... shit got fucked up. Shit got, shit got fucking real. I got to say though, the highlight of the Super Bowl party... All the meats were great. I grilled some hot bell campo links as well. There you go. Um, but this guy, we were in Atwater, kind of on the you know northern part near Glendale. This guy rolled in with some shit he'd got from an Armenian bakery. I forget which bakery. So he had a uh, he had kind of like standard like powdered sugar dusted pastries that were filled with Nutella that were very good. Uh, always. But then good. he had like savory pastries, and they were I'd never really seen these. They they were almost kind of like a pierogi, but it was like donut dough. Okay. But they weren't like it was like. A regular donut dough, but not sugared, and then filled with ground minced beef. Ooh. And then they also had ones that were filled with cheese and pepperoni, but the beef ones. Ooh. It was that cheese like, and pepperoni sounds it great. It was almost like a churro dough, but savory. And how, how were they? They were so good. How many did you have? I mean, I probably had like four or five. And they were long. Shit. They were like, like picture like an eclair, but like a savory eclair with no icing filled with beef. Fucking hey, man. And I tried to look them up. I, I guess they're like... They could just be like a version of an Armenian pierogi. I couldn't find like a specific name for them, but uh, you know I'm a sucker for a meat pie or Who, any. I mean, meat pies are any great. kind of meat. Like you know, they do like the borak, like the meat pastry. Yeah. they're oh, big into God. meat pastries. I love a good borak. June, like that yeah, flatbread yeah, yeah. with the minced beef. On yeah. It. yeah, I like that all. That, that sounds shit. fucking great, dude. Like we talked about with uh, with Wes Avila, like that. There's so much good Armenian food that's just waiting to be tracked down. If you, go it's gonna be the next, the just, next hot if thing. If you just fucking wade into Glendale, there's some fucking stellar. Yeah, ass. but then you have to like go to Glendale. I don't know. We got to go back to mini kebab. Oh fuck yeah. Um. Also, I mean, speaking of fucking Super Bowl food, our guest just delivered us some leftover Super Bowl food. Damn right. Uh, By the way, that's what we need more of too. More right. people bringing us stuff. This is a this is a trend for 2018 that I I hope will continue. Um, let's introduce our guest uh, today on the program. We have Kevin Mee, an executive chef at Cali Restaurant. Welcome. Hello there. There, there he you is. go. Here, there so he is. Kevin rolled in with uh, a pamplemousse Lacroix, which you know. 
you gotta have you, you don't want to get parched during the pod and then a plate of delicious smoked chicken i didn't know how to come i, I expect actually some wine here and you guys just like sat me right down and started spitting hot fire it's so a recovery i'm gonna day. try to keep up it's a re- it's not a wine day it's, it's a not a it's, yeah, it's not a wine day maybe a wine night usually usually we're big proponents of the of the wine i, I like the podcast wine too yeah we can get back to that uh, we, we should get back to the podcast wine. Uh, but I, so is, was this chicken left over from something you made for a party or is this just... um i made extra for you guys so oh. Wow. It's not leftover. It was designated. Oh wow! See, designated chicken. Damn. Yeah. Like, why would I sit there? I'm like, oh, I'm, I knew you guys. I was gonna be here today, and I had, you know, do my mise en place. I'm like, let me just get a little extra. What for a these gentleman! Guys. See, yeah. this is see setting setting the bar way higher for future chefs that come. It's just on. chicken. Okay. It's a gesture. It's not just chicken. Is it smoked? Oh yeah. Okay. I got that Traeger grill. You guys know what that is? You fuck with that? Uh, no. no. Is that no. like a, a a grill smoker like? It's like a half barrel that's got like a little auger where you put like pellets in there. Imagine okay. hamster food, but you take sawdust and they, right. they grind it down and they look like little mini like macaroni and then like it goes through and it heats up and it just smokes and you really can't fuck anything up. Like a green egg takes a little thinking and a right. little technique. Yeah. This you just like open it up. Put green your eggs stuff are in also there, like you nine set a temperature and you walk away. So it's, it's big though. It's like half an oil drum set. This one's a large one because um, that's how I, I got it. That's how I roll. Right. But they Large. make smaller ones. Traeger grills. It's cool. Are you are you a grill guy at home? You you heavy on the grill? You know, I am not a grill guy at home. I do have the grill. I do have the Traeger. I do entertain a lot, especially now that I got the kids and I got the neighborhood full of kids. And, right. And I have the big backyard. Those kids are going to be so popular, though, like like a little bit later on in life. But everyone's going to be like, oh, can we just go to your dad's house? Because like he's got that Traeger grill. I'm, he's going to he's smoking it up chicks, like that. baby. Yeah. I need an in-ground pool. And then, then we're all we're all set as far as like the leverage. Like living the, wait, where is your house? I live in Culver City. Oh, no nice. in-ground pool will ever happen. There. Okay, okay. <laughs> Not even a kiddie pool. That's how small my backyard is. I mean, I have no yard here, and uh, I have like really pronounced yard envy when I see other people's setups because I'm all about that backyard grilling life. I feel like you live vicariously in like yard life with your restaurant though, because you have your like gardening. Like you're like a like a proponent of of like growing your own shit. You guys have your own yeah. garden at Cali? You have your own garden. Got a garden at Cali. It's not and at I, Cali, and I got, it's I have a, off-site. I actually, okay. no, no, well, yeah. It's, well, it's, it's close, though. It's walkable. Yes, it's in the, in the neighborhood. I've so. been to the gardens. So <laughs> Cali is kind of where, if, if you live in LA, there's a Larchmont strip, and then Larchmont kind of hits Melrose right there by where Paramount Studios yep. is. You would say it's in Larchmont, though, right? You know what, it's... I just whatever gets people to come there. Right. <laughs> so if you're in Hollywood, it's in Hollywood. Right. If you're in Larchmont, it's in Larchmont. Well, it's I'm, actually I'm Larchmont adjacent, right? I guess. But it's I always like tell people it's like it's pretty much like right across the street from Paramount, right? right? And that yeah, it, it, call Paramount, what you want to call it? I mean, it's right next to Ostria Mama. Yeah, which is packed down, all the time down there. the street from uh, Ostria Labuka. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of great places. I used to live right by Larchmont, and oh, yeah. you know, like that strip. There's so many places to eat, but the thing is, there's not like. There's not like a lot of like hot nightlife happening, you know. Like Larchmont's kind of sleepy. In oh, the yeah, it, it, we're done at nine thirty. Yeah, right. that's how it is for like us in Culver. I mean, you live in Culver City. My restaurant's yep. in Culver City. At nine thirty, it's just like oh, crickets. I think where did everybody go? I think go? it's because both Larchmont and Culver City are kind of like older thirty something. It's like a have studio, families. like studio kind of like town too. Right. Yeah, my clientele is uh, the neighborhood, which which have been very supportive, right? And a lot of people in the industry of Hollywood. So like, the, we're, we don't get right. this like eleven power lunches. We don't get this eleven o'clock seating. And if I did, like my cooks would like hate me more. <laughs> <laughs> That's good though. I mean, in, in terms of like getting out of there at a reasonable hour, like if you're done by nine thirty, you're walking home. Sure, sure. Do you, have any, do you have any dark days? I would love to do a second turn. Don't right. get me wrong. Right. That, that's great too. Do I have dark days? We closed yesterday. 
uh, we close on Hollywood events, like, yeah. like if there's the Emmys or the Oscars. Right. We, you know we, your crowd. We just shut it down because it's like, oh, no one's coming in tonight. And so like, let's rather than have like three cooks standing in the back, like waiting for someone to come in, like election night, the next election, we're closing. That's yeah. good. That's and then, smart. And we had actually like two tables. And it was just nothing but shitty news. It was like, I want to be home with my wife. Right, exactly. I want to Why be crying at home with yeah, my wife. Like, I yeah. like that. I know you closed the walls for the Super Bowl. And I like the idea of yeah. like, I mean, if you're going to make money, obviously you can stay open. But like, sometimes it's nice to just shut it down. Well, we closed. There's, so we, now for us, it's four, four years in. It's like a science for us. We know which days we're going to close. We've expanded. Like before we closed significantly more, but we're always closed on Thanksgiving. We're always closed on Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, Christmas Day. Yeah. Always closed Plus, Osc- the, the Oscars, staff. Oscar night. Yeah. We're, we're closed Oscar night because it's Thanksgiving. Just, do you open Thanksgiving? No, no. Thanksgiving. We, we don't opened do Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving this year and there was almost a coup d'etat. I'm lucky to be oh, here right boy. now. They were going to stake They were going to stake me and, uh, <laughs> and it happened from the top down. And it was like, <laughs> but sure enough, it was one of the busiest nights we had. That, that's, then that's the thing is like, yeah. if we see it so profitable, like you kind of got to Some people don't want to cook like I've worked in restaurants where where I've where we've been open. You do a special menu for Thanksgiving, you know. Um, but like, I, I feel like it's just a, like nicer, I guess, to like. I think it's the same thing with like Christmas Eve or Christmas. Like, there's gonna be people who want to go out. There's always Especially people that want to go out. Like yeah, Jews, you know, like Jews need to go. Yeah, somewhere. yeah, it's just the Jews. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> fuck you, man. I guess traditionally they're gonna go to like a Chinese place, you know. Well, that is a traditional Jewish evening. Classic Jewish movie. Go, go to the go to like uh, Mandarin Island, and then you go see a fucking movie at the Pacific Theater. There you go. That's that's the, the, the guy named Carl Hess. Yeah. <laughs> the the three Christmases I spent in L.A., we did a big like Chinese dinner at like Wan Kok in Chinatown. Oh you know? yeah. It's like classic greasy spoon Chinese place. There you it's go. It's so fun. I, lo- I love places like that. I like full house, like seafood. Oh yeah. They're it's just open great. all the time. It's you- great. Yeah. You can get a jellyfish salad and just big sprawling <laughs> tables with a lazy Susan in the, yeah. in the middle of it. I wonder- open till four in the fucking morning. Yeah. I wonder what the Chinese restaurant tours like, like for us, like when we got ready for Dino LA, like we like, like prep our staff. Like, hey right. guys, we got a, little, a younger demographic coming in. Right. They're a little more frugal, but yet they're foodies and they use Yelp extra hard. Yeah. And like, let's say you're like a pizza delivery guy on like Super Bowl. Like you better have your A game on. Oh god! So, I can't so, the, even so the, like, you're a Chinese restaurant owner, and you're like, okay, guys, listen, tonight right. on Christmas Day, be a lot of those. Jewish you all know people, what it is. The Jews are coming tonight. Yeah, yeah. The Jews are coming. <laughs> Keep your eyes peeled for the Jews. You see it exactly. pass. Extra special attention. <laughs> It'll be taken to Yelp. That's interesting, though, that you you did that kind of pre dine LA briefing. It's like you know, like the people are coming in. They're gonna be shitty. <laughs> How do you like Dino Light? Cause I fucking hate it. Um, I I don't want to say that the people are coming in and they're gonna be shitty. I just say like this is how like. And this is our first time in LA. I've done okay. it before at other restaurants. And so you never. So in two years, is it, by the way, you're just, two years in for Cali. Yep. And so there's been at least three other dine LA's. Yep. And this is the first time. We what, got. What, what was the difference? Why did you pull the trigger? You know this what? Time? Uh, I would say like sadly after like being open a year, your last year's restaurant. You know, so like in 2016, right. like the new was, heat is gone. From yeah, the, we were 2016 like rookie of the year. Like and 2017 came and we hired a new PR company. And like you know, you should maybe uh, do dine LA. Everyone else does it. Like, yeah. True, and so like, we're just trying to put butts in the seats, right? So like, and you know what? We offer a good product, and I'm thinking, you know, right, we'll try it out. And sure enough, our lunch was packed every day, and we were like, 
You remember the movie Saving Private Ryan and the first five minutes they're on the beach and the shit hits the fucking fan? We were <laughs> not ready. service was fucking Because di- dinner, dinner time, like when we're busy, like we, we, we're good. That, that's when we're at our best. Our like, lunch service yeah. was Omaha Beach. I know. <laughs> it, we and, lost and, a lot of good And they came in. There. And then like, so, but like for me, I just want like people to come in and I want to, you know, I want to share the food and I want to like, you know, maybe expand our business and get a new demographic in and hopefully they'll come back in and all the time. Yeah. And that's the mentality. And, you know, Truth be told, they came in. They were cool. They were the less, like they're definitely a little more reserved. Right. Uh, a lot of wealthy UCLA and USC students. Okay. Nice. We called it Don UCLA. Okay. <laughs> yeah. See, now that's interesting, and especially with your restaurant. So Cali's kind of like it's kind of like a fine dining ish establishment. No, I would say it's it's fine. fine. It's fine. fine. It's finer would dining you than most of the restaurants. You know, I I we we try not to. Okay. There, there's like a, there's like a cusp there where like fine dining restaurants or special occasion restaurants. Right. And we like like my partner Drew. He worked at Providence for ten years, right. and all he did was wear a jacket That's and a tie a every day. And I worked in a Michelin restaurant. So I worked at Bettina for a long time, oh, and I pride sure. myself on like trying to be this Michelin star chef. You guys are no stranger to fine dining, but that doesn't pay the bills, you know. And so, like, how can we? Especially if you're a neighborhood restaurant. Neighborhood restaurant can't be a, right. a yeah. true fine so dining restaurant. So we try to strip away the pretension of a fine dining restaurant. But we you have, have a tasting we, menu. We have a tasting menu, and right. I and that's what I want people to eat. Do I want to throw down? I want to be that guy. Right. However. We also have a kale salad. We also have uh, we also have like low end uh, like beers and high end. You beers. guys do a burger too, and like do, for lunch. We do and a chicken sandwich and, and, a ch- and fried and chicken. at nighttime fried like, chicken sandwich. So like if you want to come in, a fried chicken sandwich yeah. and it's mm. legit. I, I mm. uh, one of my uh, sous chefs worked a son of a gun for three years. There you go. And yeah, um, there I'm you like go. I'm like make that chicken he, he sandwich. Taught, he taught you the technique I'm, where you where you. The dreadlocks of yeah. buttermilk. <laughs> yeah, and he yep. was like, he's like, That's- listen, I love some of them going to come here to tweezer up and do the fine dining shit. I don't want to make a chicken sandwich. Please don't, chef. We did chicken sandwich for lunch. And you're like, you'll do what it's I It's always sold. You. You'll do everything I say. <laughs> no, the technique is I'm awesome. in charge. What, yeah. Is it a buttermilk brine that they, what is it? So, a pickle brine. It's a pickle brine. Pickle. And then they, then they take, then they put in the buttermilk and then they mix the buttermilk with a dredge and they flake it in between their fingers. Yeah. So it makes these like nice little crispy like pockets. Think shag carpet right. dredge. Yeah, exactly. And then they put the chicken so that the chicken goes in flour, buttermilk, <laughs> then this like dreadlock, shaggy, like right. dredge that's seasoned. Okay. Then they put the chicken and then they pack it like a snowball. Yeah. So imagine like like I'm making a snowball and throw it at my niece, very light and soft, or like, hey, I'm gonna fucking break yeah, this. Yeah, take butt. that, Kimberly. Damn. Yeah, I'm gonna and then, then you let it sit for a couple of minutes in the dredge, uh in the in the thing, then you fry it, and then you let it sit. And I'm I i did not I never made a chicken sandwich, but it's proper. It's, it's good. It's it's I gotta it's come in and try that chicken sandwich. We used you to know do I that, love that son of a gun one. We used to do the same technique because my my old CDC was a was uh the chef Tornot at son of a gun and animal when they first opened and uh he taught us that technique too and it was i was just like what the fuck this yeah. is great yeah there you go we, huh. we, we do ours differently now for the restaurant we do it in a different way it's just oil and but you can always yeah, but, learn but right. you can always and, learn. and that's yeah. the cool thing about like having cooks that work at different restaurants and also making them like I, I, for me i'm not like the the know-all like like hey so like you worked at these three restaurants like teach me something and like like adrian like every now and then we'll like like bust out like like almost like a yoga instructor like a skateboarding trick like he'll like hey what do you think about this i'm like that's fucking awesome i never made a rice chip in my life well you right. see he, he like, does these like rice chips i'm like just, awesome just seeing like just from the inception of cali to now like you seem you've had a very steady like upper kind of like management team like your sous chef and your cdc and even your pastry chef was just recently gone but she but she was there from since day one from day one like, yeah and a lot of day oneers you help you have like culinary students too um which is great that you're helping like teach like a newer 
generation of cooks how to fucking you're like a, cook. you're like a mentor yeah uh that's exactly what i want to be Fuck that's yeah. the, no, and that's i try to put myself in that position cool. and when i hire people like i, I like the the words i always say to them is like listen and Sadly, culinary schools are on the on, on, on the out, and people oh, you don't need to go to culinary school, the culinary school, this and that and that. I don't think culinary school should be as priced as the same as an architectural school or a law firm. Right, right. But one thing about culinary school is you go in there and you you pay and you become a student and you shut the fuck up. And you sit there, you do what you you know, you go into school and the teacher like and like most people that go to culinary school, their eyes are open and they kind of like they have a different mentality. And then they go to a job and they're kind of prepped to listen and to kind of be a little humble. Because right, they're coming Cause, from being a student. They're coming yeah. from a place of learning. So and are I, and all I, of your guys culinary school guys? No, actually half of my guys are people that came into the restaurant. Okay, so who's better? Ha- Tell us who's better. Culinary school people or non-culinary school people? Um, you know what? There I, is a right answer. I don't think there is. I, I, for <laughs> me, like one of my best cooks right now came into the restaurant three months ago to eat. And he's like, I love the food here. I, I, I want to I change careers and cook. I'm like, yeah, Whoa, sure. That's awesome. He's, he was not in the come in tomorrow. Come in tomorrow and uh, you can stodge. And I have stodges all the time at the restaurant. Did right he now. know how to use a knife? Like any technique? No. Or, and he still doesn't. He still doesn't. Oh, okay. but, <laughs> but he came in He came in the next day and, he, and, I, and I was like, all right, here he is. And like, you know, sure enough, he had a jacket and apron on. And you know what? He showed up and he shut up. And like, that, that's like the best thing. There you go. But that sounds like this aggressive guy. But like, come in. I have like very talented like chef de cuisines and sous chefs that will teach you. Yeah. But you kind of come in like where you know things or you, you, you're standoffish. Why sh- they're not going to share that with you? That's fascinating. I mean, I, I, I don't. I would be interested to know from other chefs how often they would do something like that because it seems pretty crazy that a patron at your restaurant who has no two of my cooks, cooks two of my cooks. That's, that's crazy. That's fucking incredible. I mean, the, the, like girl, the, gr- the, the girl that replaced my pastry chef, R.I.P. Um, she shout uh, out Susan Bay. You're turning regulars into employees. She came in with her dad and she wanted to go to culinary school. I'm like, Wait, the, don't go to culinary the, school. The short, Come, the short hair. Yeah, Nessa. I met her. She went at a plate by plate last year. Yeah. She, was, she was helping you out. Yeah, yeah. And she came to a restaurant and she's like, this is fun. I want to go to culinary school. I'm like, why don't you come, instead of going to culinary school and spending $30,000 for a six-month class, why don't you come, come in for two days and see if you want to join the pirate ship? Yeah. Like, you're like, wow, I want to join the Navy. Yeah, you right. want to be on a boat for a, a month out to sea and sleep in a fucking bunk bed? That's like that. It's right. a realization. That you have to realize. see the reality of it and then be like, "Yeah, this is something." And most I want of the time, I no. the most of the time I, when I I pre hire people, they come in stage, show up, shut up, and like, okay, you want to work here? So this is the deal. Like, it's long hours because like, like I think TV is glorified. Like right, the chef exactly. Oh, the actual grind is way too much. Brutal, yeah. I would say. The, the amount of like prima donnas that you'll get in are more frequent with the with each year that passes. Like people that believe that they're supposed to just. It's like, oh, they've worked a station for two months. Now they need to. Now they're get to learn in other stations like yeah. no i remember for me it was like dude you needed to work that station for a year and know it like the back of your hand before you moved on anywhere yeah and, that, it's not, and that's not fast enough for them that's, to that's them. fascinating no. so folks you heard it here first if you want to break into the culinary world show up at cali Kevin, show up at cali just start out, chatting like, up Kevin. Fight club style just stand outside his door <laughs> and you're gonna and yeah, Kevin yeah. will come outside and be like Too no fat. And then you'll close the door on you and just stay out there. Camp out for a few days. Maybe spend some money at the restaurant. You're driving down Melrose. There's like five bedraggled people standing outside of Cali. All wearing Kevin all black with the their door. shaved head. I told you to get the fuck out of here. You're not ready. Smacking them with the back of a wood spoon. Get the fuck him. out. Get the fuck out. Only I cut chimes shitty. Get out of here. <laughs> it's like Paramount executives are like, I'm leaving the movie life behind. Are, I'm going are, to work are you one Cali. of those, those guys if you see someone like Brunoing something or cutting shallots and you'll look at him and be like, oh, look. Oh, these are great for the trash, right? You made them for tra- the trash and throw them away. And Nothing like, goes in the trash. One? Where's the, the one trash. for this? It goes in staff meal. It goes into our bullshit pasta. 
No, but as far as like mentoring, it's like, that's something I really wanted to my That's get. very like, cool. That's like, for me, when I, like, I, I hire people, I tell them I'm not there to manage you. I'm here to mentor you. And if you're here to be managed where I need to, you know, write you up because you're late or you called out sick on a Saturday night, yeah, like you're, done. you're in the wrong place, man. Like, yeah. if, so like I always ask them, like, do you want to be a chef? Are you going, do you want to do food like this? Yeah. Like if you come to a restaurant and like you worked at like a Italian restaurant before that, awesome. And like, oh, I want to go to Cali. I want to do like the, I want to do elevated cuisine. But my, my, my life goal is to be, uh, do Indian food. Then get the fuck out of here. Like go do Indian food. Right. So right. Do what you want to do. But if you want to be a chef, you want to come in and do the mise en place and be organized and and because also they they have a different perception. Some of these guys have been worked at like fine dining restaurants where like the prep's not done for them. They come in, you prep for a quarter of the day, you clean for a quarter of the day, and like you you produce it for a half the day. They're like, oh, we gotta scrub the hoods. Yeah, man, that's what go, those, those hoods don't scrub themselves, or these fava beans don't don't shell themselves. Yeah, exactly. And I go to the market, and I get all that good stuff, and sadly at the market, the fava beans aren't shelled. And especially with minimum wage going up, like I don't have like some prep guy back there right, exactly. shilling fava yeah. beans for you. Like, no, yeah. that's, that's you, man. Yeah, you're yeah. the prep guy. That guy's, you know, Sancho's gone, dude. <laughs> so so the two people who have who have literally gone from dining in your restaurant with no food world experience to now working in your restaurant, I mean, how, how long has it been? How long are they coming along? Um, they're coming along great. It's uh, to me like I can. I really feel like I, I could teach anybody if they're if they're wanting to learn and if they uh, and it's like their ambitions are there. And you can you just talk to somebody, anybody, and like you know like hey like what do you what are you into? Like oh you want to switch your career? Like all right well try it out. And then they now I know that they drank the Kool Aid. Right. And they're riding. They're on the pirate ship. And baby. they made through Don LA. Uh, and you're so, the captain. They're yeah, in. Get yeah. those old Jonestown references <laughs> yeah. in, baby. But I just try to put myself in like, this position where like I'm their yeah, chef. Yeah, the Kool-Aid is not the not the term we want to use. Yeah. <laughs> then again, you know, you're a charismatic leader like Jim Jones. Yeah, so you're, I guess you're very you go, Jim Jones-esque, baby. <laughs> you got those big glasses on right now, long. They gotta be hair. ready to do whatever you fucking tell them. So you know, there we go. Jonestown, that's what baby. they're there for. They can go, and he's had 916 people come in and out of that kitchen. <laughs> and they can go. It's like I always tell them, if you want to make shitty money, cork a best buy. Like you know, like like you work. The people that work there, they work from like two o'clock to eleven o'clock. Right, exactly. And they make five hundred. If you want to build to something and learn skills, then yeah, you're the guy. If you can be a drifter or fuck around, take it somewhere else. But I want to be a drifter. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm leaving this podcast so, life behind. Yeah, work at a restaurant. <laughs> yeah, it, it is funny that, uh, like you say, like join the pirate ship, and I've seen references, and we've talked about how comedy and and food are both kind of renegade They're, professions. They, they are very pirate, and it reminds me of uh, the Seinfeld quote that I always loved about how being a comedian is like being a pirate. He's like, "There are no trainee pirates. <laughs> there are no pirates with little paper hats. Just fucking <laughs> knock a tooth out and get on the boat." Yeah, there you go. <laughs> And that's that's so much but that's, what it is. That, but to that's, join a that's the mentality. It's it's the, it's like the throw. Uh, we're throwing you into the fire. Right. That this is what you're doing. If, if you're it, gonna do it, you're, fucking do it. You're gonna succeed, and if not, someone's gonna fucking stab you and take your gold earring. That's about it. Something we used to do, and I don't do it anymore, just because maybe I'm getting a little older, or now I own the restaurant and don't want to get in any trouble. We like haze them right. in like. So yeah. Oh yeah, you can't you can't do that no more. They don't let you do that. No but more. no, like, like it wasn't like we got them drunk and like they dropped them off in downtown. Right. But like make them like 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 find dice flour, or <laughs> or or chop or uh, find a left-handed saute pan. Yeah, or run next door and ask the next restaurant if they have any canned chicken milk. Yeah, and uh, and, and and like and like they, they don't realize that's it good. Gags. So great. That's good bits, folks. 
and then you make yeah. and then you make someone look stupid and you all laugh and maybe catch on on, on camera and put put on your Instagram. Right. But right. So you're like we used to like burn people. Like that was like ten years you ago. You sure somebody? Yeah. Or like, and they would be or cool you with take that? like chick, uh, ticket spindle. This is a long time ago. I mean, this is before like anybody like started to really care. Like, and this is everybody. Like you like someone would like take a ticket spindle like to me and they would like put it in the fryer and put it on my arm and I'd be like Jesus what the Christ, fuck dude or people like like when you were the new guy That's they would fucked. they would steal your mise en place they would do fucking they would try to set you up for failure That's to see fucked. if you could succeed if everything went wrong okay next time you see Ludo <coughs> look at his hand he's got this horrible scar on his hand you used to work with Ludo right yeah I moved to LA in 2000 to work with Ludo okay I worked fish he worked meat and that was at like a fine he's, dining he ass. seared me because <laughs> we were bored it was like a Tuesday night and he seared me and like it really hurt. And I'm like, and I got like like a heart on him. You know, I'm like, what the hell? And he's like, hey, hey, relax. I'm like, no, not cool. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. He, so so he so he took so he took the the hot thing that he seared me with and turned around and put it on his hand like like Fight Club style. Jesus. And he totally fucked himself up like ten times my fault. <laughs> and like like now we're even. But you look at his hand. He's got this horrible scar. And like I'm sure he, whenever he looks at it, like how'd you get that? Like he tells him a different story. Right. But yeah, I seared one of my friends and then I realized it was addicting to do. So then I laid down to myself twice as thick it's like burning yourself with lye in fight club yeah <laughs> was, was it with a pan or was it with like a, a utensil what what was he i don't even know that's funny i don't know I would, I would assume it was a pan he just like locks eyes with you and puts it on his own hand no i was like haha i'm like what the fuck dude he's like hey relax watch hey, yeah, relax. Hey, look at that. Hey, like, relax. i'm french it doesn't matter <laughs> and then he's like, oh fuck i have to go to the hospital i'm like i'm gonna go clean dry storage this the restaurant's <laughs> too slow it's ringing out the worst in us <laughs> What restaurant was that? That was at a restaurant called L'Orangerie. Ah, Laurent no longer Jury. extant. But uh, do you remember? You guys know this name? I mean, I, I remember I, the name. I yeah, heard of it as kind of the last kind of yeah. temple to fine cuisine. It's like all my restaurants. Like my resume is like like R.I.P. It's like a graveyard. <laughs> it's like, um, but I moved here from New York to work there, and uh, at the time it was the best restaurant in the West Coast. Like huh. this is this is what San Francisco is doing. Is it figs and balsamic in L.A. In L.A. In LA yeah. On huh. La Cienega and Melrose, and it was arguably the best restaurant. And I came out and I staged a patina, and uh, this is Melissa wasn't even opened, and uh, there was no French laundry. There was I mean, no there was Napa. Spa, there was a Spago, I guess. There was a Spago. There was a Spago, but, was a Spago, but, but this place like, yeah. was the place. And what, uh, this I came was out. Two thousand. Yeah, and I came out. You wear white. You, you wear white shoes, white pants, white hat. And yeah. uh, at the time, I was working at this top restaurant in Long Island, and I worked in Europe before that. So I, I, I was all about being like this French person. Right. I you had the hat. You I wanted to be French toke. really bad. I still want to be European and yeah. some Francophile. <laughs> yeah, and that's why I married. Well, in. when you when we say like football, you think of soccer. There you go. You want to fire me up right now? <laughs> yesterday was an amazing game. <laughs> I watched the Super Bowl yesterday, okay. and uh, it was awesome. And I watch it every year. You're and like, this is no soccer. This well, is it, this was no soccer, and it's not a gentleman's sport where every play, the, the guys fight and yell at each other and grab each other's helmets. In soccer, that would be like a yellow card. I like, don't know. Soccer's got a lot of flopping. Though, soccer's got it? a lot of flopping. A lot of flopping. Yeah, and basketball's got a lot of fouling. How, yeah. how boring is basketball? Like, I don't free like throw sports. Lines? Hey, oh, my God. What are you telling me? I don't, I don't watch sports. <laughs> they should turn the free throw around to like like... Like you fouled me and now I get to like lash you, you know? And, and like, like there should the, be more lashings in yes, sports. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I, more I'm, lashings. I'm a huge proponent for Yeah, you smacked me as I had the basketball, so now you get two shots. Like and there's no yellow card. There's like no there's no repercussions. What league is it the worst in? Because I, I see I am not a I'm not a huge I'm not big into into soccer. I mean I'll watch the World Cup. I can talk about soccer all I mean, day. I'm I'm sure you could. I love it. Do you I like, heard the podcast and Wes was going on and I'm like <laughs> I was in my car, I right, wanted to like, chime loves in. Soccer too. Well he likes yeah. he likes some bullshit soccer and that's <laughs> And that's fine. Like, I, as far as like when I talk about food, I'm open minded when it comes to food. Like, hey, listen, you like Armenian food, you like you like Japanese food. To me, they're all created equally. When it right. comes to soccer, there's like 
like the English Premier League is called the Premier League. <laughs> like talk about like flexing uh -oh, hard. Uh oh, you know. We got him well, wound there's the, up. But there's also the Champions League, which is amazing. I'm glad that you know that. Yeah, but isn't but don't you have to be like to play? Do you have, you play up right? Like you uh, it's have so to, good. So you have to like win this is to the, get so this to is be how a the part of it. This is how the Champion League works. And then there's a then there's a Euro Cup and there's a World Cup. To me, like what gets me all purple and throbbing is the Euro Cup. It's the best of the best in Europe. But as oh, far yeah. as the Champion Rock League goes, is like a team like Real Madrid, which is exceptional, and Barcelona. They're in this team in Spain. There's only 20 teams to that league, and all the 18 other 18 teams suck. It's like watching the Yankees or the Detroit Tigers. But there's about <laughs> Pat, like, take that Detroit. So, so imagine all the top uh, all the top winners of these leagues get to move forward to like, as a round robin and all, all these European teams. So you can watch a team like Real Madrid play a team like. Bayern Munich, which is a top team in Germany. Right. And so who's the best of Europe? And that's how they that's, they that's how they differentiate. And it happens those. all year round, like during their league times. So so what would you say it would be like the premier league of food right now? Well, like when you were living in Europe, like were you working at like the highest end French were you in living in I France? worked at I worked at a fancy uh, restaurant in Brussels and I, I was under the assumption that everyone spoke English. But and no. I went to like a dumb college kid. I'm like, what's up? I'm here. And they're like, they'd like, Quoi? you know, porque, you know, porque, I didn't say porque for sure. But uh, either <laughs> way, I went there and I just put my head down. I showed up and I showed up. And after like a month, they kind of like, hey, they started talking. How are you? Right, you know, right. <laughs> what is up, my right. dog? <laughs> and, uh, but God, was, I really hope they said that. Yeah. You know, so, but the work was intense and like they weren't really there to, like to hang out. Like, right, like over yeah. there, like those kitchens over there, they're not like these hangouts. Like in America, we go over yeah. there, like, hey, what's going on? We rat tail each other and turn the music on. It's a different, you know, it's a different league. Right. You were, in the, you were in the fine dining. So yeah. coming from that European fine dining world, you know, you're in LA working at a temple of fine dining. Was there, was there a moment when you were, like you had thought that that was going to be your future. And then you were like, you know what? I don't want to do fine dining for the rest of my life. Or was it just kind of a natural progression to where you are now with Cali? Well, Cali didn't start just as Cali. You did like pop-ups for I did, years. I, I was in limbo. Yeah. yeah. I did this, did a, I did a pop-up that was, um, I worked at Bettina group for years and I left abruptly to put it nicely. Uh, That's usually and, how it goes. And I just realized I didn't want to. Did you storm out? Yeah. No, I got stormed. Do you throw I, your hat I, on the floor? No, there was, there was a big. Take this toke there was a and big, shove it. No, I pretty much got, I got I got foot in the ass with a big check and a okay. smile and a All handshake. Right. <laughs> I was, Better than a foot in the we, ass with no check. I know, right? No, just. If I ever get a foot in the ass, there better be a yeah, fucking check attached no, to it. Joe Keem is, uh, he's a very demanding chef. I worked with him for seven years. Okay. Uh, he is Vader. He is Darth Damn. Vader. Yeah, that's 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 he, what I've done. There straight no, choking. No, he doesn't people. play around. And like you know, I as far as like I learned a lot from him. I run a business now very tightly. I'm pretty intense. Working with Ludo for a couple of years and and Joe Kim has definitely made me a harder person. Mm -hmm. However, I've also taken their mentorship and taken what I wanted from it and applied it to my like the way I operate. And also, I know like who I want to be. Like I want to be a kinder person. Right. That's more understanding because. But Hell as you, yeah! As you get older, goals, goals for twenty. Yeah, as you as you get older, person. Yeah, and, and, and as you get older, you, you, you've heard it all. So like a cook's like, chef, can I talk to you outside? I'm like, oh, here we go. And, it's, and it always happens on a Saturday night after a long week oh, where I'm God. walking to my car. It's 11:30, right. I'm, and I'm done. I just want to go home. And I'm a dad. I have a whole other yeah. world going on. You got yeah. twins, man. Yeah. And wow. like, can I talk to you for a second? I'm like, no, let no, me go. Please. I'm you could have done that on car. Tuesday. One foot is in my car. Talk to me on Wednesday around noon. No, but I did the pop up, and it was um, it was in the back of my my house and my garage I converted Damn. and I was just trying to figure out what I was going to do next but in the meantime I just wanted to cook but I didn't want to go work and go oh go to the water grill and be the, the executive chef there I'm right. like I don't want to 
cook for anybody. I, right. I don't want to, if I'm going to work 13 hours a day, six days a week, I'm going to do it for myself. Right. You know, and I do what you want to do. And I recently bought a house that same year and I'm like, you know, I'm not going to pay rent anymore. I'm not going to put all that work into for somebody else again. So I started doing my pop-up at the time. It was much more popular and I was doing the things like, like rent apartments and throw like these like underground dinner parties. And, uh, what year was that? I, like I crushed it. 2013. Yeah. And uh, I started Pop-ups were very hot right then. Yeah, was I was doing like Thursday, yeah. Friday, Saturday, and I would do like 20 Packed. people a night, and I'd make all cash, and I would have the weekends off. What was, what was the price for, for the dinner? $60 a person, BYOB. Oh, fucking A. That's great. Yeah, I would do courses. that now. Yeah. Yeah, I still actually, my restaurant now, our food is not expensive. I, I like to think that like food should not be expensive. What is the tasting menu get- at lunch price point? It- Taste menu at lunch? Yeah. I wish we had one. No oh, one. you don't have tasting menu at no, lunch? No, they can come in like burger or All right, right. What about dinner? Dinner is uh, $85 for uh, six courses, or you can get the, 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 the bigger format, which is $100. That's very reasonable. Yeah. And, I have had the chop, tasting menus at your place twice. So like, yeah, yeah, it is chocolate. Yeah, you're not protein. leaving. You're not leaving. Hungry. No, you're getting. You're getting fish. You're getting fucking yeah. chicken or duck, and you're getting fucking red meat. Which you, make, which makes me bananas. By the way, when I get a tasting menu, I'm like, oh, you're gonna get charred cabbage followed by the butternut squash followed by a pasta followed by the pork. I'm like, cool, because I know I always think about his numbers. I'm like, matrix. I'm like, that's a that's a ten cents for that portion. Where'd it go? And I'm getting with abalone uni. I'm getting with crudo. You get you get really 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 good product. You get really good product. Yeah. Do like, you go to the farmer's market yourself and do all the purchasing, all that, all that shit? Yeah. Damn. Yeah. I, I love I, it. I've never, and also I, I was fortunate enough. I got to do a dinner with Kevin. Actually, I've done a couple dinners with you. Mm-hmm. Um, but one at Cali, he has for the amount of seats, which is about what? 80, something like that. 60. 60? That's a 60? Yeah. Damn, it feels bigger than that. Yeah, I wish. Oh, fucking A. I don't wish. My kitchen's so small. I can't, I, you know, that's I can't even get he the food out. has one of the smallest kitchens I've ever seen doing like really? very like focused, like refined food. It's very impressive. With, with the amount of space they have just to store stuff and they like you dry age you your own You gotta maximize like, space. Do you still dry age your Yeah, duck? It's, it's, a, it's a good one. Yeah, he's, still, he's dry aging your own duck and like your, your beef and it's just like, it's very impressive with what you have and what you're able to produce. Well, the sourcing part of it is like, that's what, that's what really like what gets me going. So you're like walking around the Hollywood farmer's market and they're like, Hey Kev. And you're like, what up? And they're like, I gotta tell you, Kevin, I'm like Kanye West at the strip club. I get dabs all day. And now I got this collaboration thing going on where it's like, I'm like, I'm the cool kid now, but I also been, I like, what I like specialize in. Well, I've been in LA since 2000. I go to the markets every week and like I have these relationships with farmers. So like imagine like like Jiro Sushi guy, okay, which I'm not comparing myself at all. But as far as sourcing goes, the Tsukiji market gets 10,000 shrimp a day, right. okay? And they divide them up, they cherry pick them, and Jiro gets the, he does 10 people a night. Right. He gets 10 shrimp. He gets he the get, top shrimp. Yeah, and, and so on shrimp. goes down. And so like, and like he gets, so when you go to Jiro, you really don't like, granted he's got technique, but you're paying for the best 10 shrimp in the world right. You're day. paying for the sourcing of the ingredient that because yeah. of his status, he's able to get. Yeah. That's exactly it, and like, and like, once upon a time, like, someone told me, like, I'm like, hey, what, what, what's the best tuna you ever had? And, and this guy like, closed his eyes, like, the year was '82, <laughs> and I'm like, what? Like, it's almost like one, like tuna, like you know, wild, wild. It was fish. a dark and stormy I remember Sunday. It like it was yesterday, and I'm thinking that's how you like, wow, okay, so like tomatoes this year it might not be as good as last year. The like, marbling was sure. exquisite. Yeah. <laughs> but what I do is I go to the market, I build these relationships with these farmers, and I'm loyal to them. I also pay cash; they yeah, like that. There you go. And you, you see how I come? I bring, I bring snacks i bring snacks, snacks down there you but, go but, great but, but, but like like i always like use this metaphor like we can all buy stock okay we're not stock brokers but hey tesla's good i'm gonna buy some blue chip stock cool 
And like, you can go with, with like what you know, or let's say at, at a horse track, you go and you want to bet on a horse and you bet on a horse that so you like their name. But like there are pros out there that study the market and like they, they know a horse runs good on grass or at night or right. it, is coming off They've an injury. They've done the work. Or a stockbroker watches the market. Her mother uh, was a mother. His father was a mother. So, so father was, what did I just say? Yeah. So like, yeah, like, so for me, like, you go to the market, Santa Monica's Farmers Market. You know, it's open to the public, and there's ten people selling tomatoes at any given time. Right. You got to know. You. Know. I know who's got the good tomatoes, the best tomato, because arguably one person has better tomatoes, right? Right. Of and I and I get it from that guy, and I get the ones on the side because I get the. I'm not. I'm not a kook. I'm. I'm. Not, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a local chef, and I pay cash. And he's like these. Tomatoes are the shit. You're, and you're, I take that back to the restaurant, and arguably, I, I like to think I'm I'm serving the best thing at the moment. Like my olive oil, like I just got a text right now from the guy. Like my olive oil is on point, and I served that with my tomatoes are on point, and that comes through. That might really, it's, and it's it's an arguable thing. Like, oh, this is the best pistachios. But in, you in know. The the, the common person at the, the, the farmer's market is like a rube at the racetrack. And you're like that fucking hustler in the back with a fedora. Like, I'm going to get a 6'9 six six. Quintilla today. <laughs> and I do know. And I also know because I pay top dollar for it as well. And right. so for me, like, that's what really winds. Like, that's what fires me up. So I serve the people. Like, oh, that duck's really good. Yeah. Thank you. I yeah, pay a lot of money. You're damn right. Duck. You're damn right. Yeah. It better be good. And I, and I try to honor it and kind of keep it. Like, it also helps me out with cooking because you can kind of do it with my kitchen is really small and limited. So if I get really good stuff and keep it limited, it, it makes it easier. Too. So you'd rather just do simple, high quality ingredients. I mean, we, like, we talk about that's, all, that's is, all you want to yeah. do. And we've now I'm trying to grow my own. Yeah, yeah, we've talked to great chefs on this podcast, obviously, and we come back to this point time and time again that, like, you know, technique is great and being a great chef is great, but, like, if you don't start with the absolute best ingredients, you're not going to end up with the fucking superlative meal. That's true. I mean, it's just, it's, yep. that's just like the bedrock of, of like, you know, and it's becoming more and more and more important now to to the to even like the common diner. People come in and they expect a higher quality. Well, yeah, produce. especially if you know, and and uh, you know, a place like Cali, obviously, people come in with pretty high expectations. I just like, feel like we're like living in Southern California, right? We got the best produce Argu- in the fucking country, the best produce in the country. Yeah, and it's like if you're not doing that, and like you're trying to, you're fucking up. Yeah, and like or like you're you're every other restaurant. Yeah, but if you're trying to do something different and like put those hours in and like be creative and like generate a product. Like it's right there. It's so easy. It's like there are chefs in Chicago that like wish they can. They, they, there are chefs in every part of the country, but yet that wish who they, had kill, they had. Who would kill? Who would kill for? And so they're like, like, like I know a lot of chefs that don't go to the markets on Wednesdays or Sundays. They're busy. They're, they're, right. they have other ways of getting their shit. I like to go personally because I develop these relationships. And I get the good stuff, and also it's also good for my like my soul. Like, I go there, I I, I get inspired. Do you always get, go to Hollywood? Or do you go to Culver City? I, I go to, I go to Santa Monica every Wednesday, okay. and, I, and Sundays is my day off. So me and my wife, and my girls, we go to Mar Vista and we get crepes. Okay. But Johnny, my chef de cuisine, goes every Sunday. So that's his market. Okay. And it's his turn to load. So the you're at Santa Monica like, every Wednesday. Every Wednesday, still the biggest one in the country, I believe. Like yeah, you know, the beautiful. first one, I think. You know, the granddaddy of them all. The granddaddy. It's of a them fucking all. fantastic market. Do you have any pro tips for people who might attend the? Santa Monica Farm. Yeah. Um, the best thing is uh, maybe get those is waiting Kevin, in lines for Kevin the Harry's berries worth it. You know, what? it's just like I, I I I like to think that like when you pack your stuff up, so like who to get what from. If you go there and like like you bring like Tupperware that's got lids on it, Ooh. so like you just take like, let's say you just take your strawberries. I got strawberries, cool. Now you put them in a bag and they dangle. And mm. now, you, now you buy a pumpkin. What's the protocol? You know, so, <laughs> what's that pumpkin protocol? So so, so like, Are like you stacking them? so like you have a bag for tender stuff, like let's say lettuces, and you, if you just take a bunch of Tupperware or to go containers, you take your berries and just put them in a, in a deli cup. There you go. They're not gonna be all fucking schmutz. And if you buy like Damn. let's say lettuce. 
It's all about efficient packs. packing. So you're rolling in with Tupperware. Well, yeah, empty. I don't I roll with a trolley. I, I just bought a Ooh. car recently. There's a hatchback. Like Damn. I'm, I'm, I like to think of myself as being really efficient. And if you see at the mar- you see me at the market, I'm stacked. don't talk to me. I'm, I'm in the stacks zone. on stacks. It's like it's like I'm pushing like a Tetris thing. And, and, and I actually buy accordingly because I know Wiser has like these small boxes that like they, they fuck up the whole equation. Okay. So I'll go to him last because they stack the best on top. There racks on racks on racks. You are like Kanye in the strip club. In there. there you go. You know, and you're not gonna get your high chia person they're all soft and gooey first and then next you pick up potatoes it makes no sense damn I never even thought of rolling with empty Tupperware that's so smart yeah you don't want to bruise your gorgeous if you fruit. if you next time you go to the market like maybe not next week but like week after and you just see like a lot of people walking around with Tupperware you're gonna know why that's the move that's people, the move people have been listening I never even fucking thought of that you're right you can't throw it all in just a tote it's gonna get smushed no it's ridiculous and also X on the cut the tops like I'll take these beets and unless you're gonna eat the beet greens like beet greens gonna be like this big annoying thing like just chop that's true out. But beet greens are great. Beet they're greens useful. Beet greens Love them. My great. mom never cooked. You used beet greens. I actually, yeah. until I got older, I'm like, oh, they're edible? I'm like, yeah, they're greens. I mean. <laughs> I'm like, oh. They're greens, idiot. They're like you stupid, yards, dumb yeah. idiot. Fuck. Well, this just this changed my whole fucking viewpoint on the market. Are you going to start going to the farmer's market now? You know, I go to the Echo Park one on Save Fridays. Up. And yeah. it's, <laughs> it's, a, it's very small. Bring cash. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm like buying just for me, obviously. and But like, I love going to the market. I'm a market fan. And, and the Echo Park one is obviously very small compared to Santa Monica, but like it's just fun to get in there. You see everyone. You don't like, want to sojourn out to the Hollywood one, man? It's not that you bad. Know, you not know, that far there away. was a time when I was going to they Hollywood. They got oysters there, baby. Every Sunday. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it's just, it's a pain in the ass. I mean, that one is more of a, t- I mean, I think Santa Monica still is kind of, it's, Unless you're like really in the area, like Santa Monica's on there. Wednesdays, right? Wednesdays and Saturdays, and it's a heck. And you have to sit in traffic. Like I, yeah, I, I leave, I leave I my house at eight o'clock. By the time I get there is nine o'clock, and yeah. I have a cup of coffee in the car. I'm all jittery. I'm, right, you're ready I'm to go. Freak out and Let shit my him. pants. Let me at him. And, and I, I finally get to the market, and like, and by the time I get everything, and I pack up. And I drive all the way back to my restaurant in Hollywood. Then you have to unpack everything. Yeah. Right. And I need to kind of get this done before lunch because I'm not going to come in at 12, 30, 1 o'clock. Like, I'm here. Help me out. And it's a whole to do. And then my day begins. So Wednesdays yeah. are like the longest days of the week for right. me. Damn. It's generally like the slowest night of the week at the restaurant. But how much, like, a, like the produce that you buy on Wednesday, how long is that going to last you? Is that going to last you till next Wednesday? So, the so the move is this. I have... Um, I have farmers that deliver as well. Okay. So on Tuesdays and Fridays, I have JF Organics. They they deliver, and I'll get my like. I'm also a component of like like a lot of chefs will buy like an, an artichoke from the market. Hey, I got this beautiful artichoke, and uh, and I, we we can both buy the same artichoke. Yeah. Unless we both make the same recipe. Okay. We're gonna make barrigal. Okay. We're gonna do carrots and mirepoix. What is it? Artichoke barrigal. It's uh it's artichoke sprays and mirepoix and white wine. Okay. Sounds Maybe delicious. Bacon, lots of olive oil. But let's say this. You get the artichoke. I can say artichoke. Beautiful artichoke. You go back to your restaurant and use bullshit white wine and bullshit mirepoix and bullshit olive. Not oil. that Joe would do that, but in this hypothetical. No, but a lot, a lot of restaurants like they'll, they'll sit there and they'll take this beautiful like artichoke, then cook it with an Italian wine and use a Spanish olive oil and some you know like some non-organic or like any like just right. nothing special mirepoix and they they'll cook their artichoke and i'm sure it's delicious and that's right. what goes on at every restaurant you're not doing that artichoke justice though but if, if you like that. let's say you got like proper mirepoix and like a good olive oil and good white wine arguably it's gonna be better yeah hands yeah. down right yeah, of course and so that's something that that's what i try to do i try to strip away from like oh i got this amazing artichoke so let me just do it like that i'm like no let's challenge myself a little more so the I, the farmers that come on tuesdays and fridays They'll bring me stuff that like I don't need to schlep across the market. Like, yeah. Onions, carrots, exactly. Celery. Yeah, right. I don't the, need to go like building blocks. No chef goes to market and smells of celery. I'll tell you right now, 
And then so and you that guy's awesome. <laughs> that guy's so that's great. Salvador Dali of chefs. Like, like Pierre Gagnier would do that, right? He'd like tell you like, that. Uh, I feel like Gary at Le Comptoir or something yeah. would do the that. The celery is just so that that dude's in the market smelling celery all yeah. day. Who does that? <laughs> <laughs> I should start doing that. Like, just start like, doing that like Kevin, sure. Kevin got sick. He, he, he was developing some sickness stuff. And then he went off the deep end. And the, the garden was one thing, but then he started like, you know, now raising, just smelling raising animals in the parking lot. He's Too far. smelling carrots all day. He's, he's, got go, he's got goats in the parking lot. It was weird. This is weird. Let's talk about that garden, actually, because so you have an offsite garden. That's we call it the Garden of Mian, by the way. <laughs> garden of Mian. Love it. Love it. Brilliant. Where is this garden? So I have I my neighbor and that I live next to and myself we, we we've been into gardening for years. Okay. I, I like gardening at home in general. That's great. And uh, and growing up in Long Island shit town, um, like shit town, shit town, USA, shit town, Long Island. Yeah. <laughs> and so living in Southern California, like, to me, it's amazing that like you can like rent an, a, an apartment like such as this and have like a buff lemon tree outside that yes. you know the water and it's just that, and like here here's some fruit yeah, and, and yeah. like i once lived at an apartment and there was a huge fuerte avocado tree in the backyard i didn't even know it was an avocado tree and i didn't even, it wasn't even a selling point of the place until like it blossomed and i'm like dude there's like a thousand avocados <laughs> out there and i'm like the, like the, the fucking jackpot you know yeah and, jackpot yeah and, and so, uh, so southern california so, like lends itself like to be this like amazing place to grow things mm -hmm. and and if you're into gardening and i think being a chef there's a connection there with food obviously and gardening is like a, a little more deeper thing it's like, right you're connecting yeah. to the earth you're getting your hands in there you and know. it's a, and it's a good craft it's good for re relaxation and connection and inspiration but uh at the restaurant i want to like in my head like you like look at restaurants like listen like Blue Hill, French Laundry, up in the middle of nowhere, right. and like they well, like have they, their own farm. That's their own farm. Like, and I would love to work at a restaurant like that. But rad. in LA, in, in Melrose Avenue, it's not going to happen. So I had to do the next best thing, and I left the restaurant. I knocked on everyone's door and I'm like, "Hey, you got a shitty front yard? Can I uh, turn into a, a, a garden?" People, Wait, this this is your neighbor that you did this to? Neighbors, and they all like like looked at me like I was high. They're like, "Did you just call my yard shitty?" And you're like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah." But, yeah, yeah, but I'm gonna roto till yeah. the fuck out of it. Yeah, you, you have like you know you have crabgrass, you have them. Looks like a Saudi Arabian baseball field, you know? Crabgrass. Yeah, you got <laughs> shitty crabgrass and, and like, you know, a dead tree is laying in the middle of the thing. Okay. So one of the neighbors, I knocked on his door and he said, absolutely. And, you know, like we, and so I. So you don't have a yard? I have a yard in my house. Okay. And I have a huge garden, which is. I'm okay, very proud but then of you right wanted now. some more space. Yeah, but because I wanted for the restaurant. Right. At my house, I have you know a garden that me and my you know my family eat off of. I love cool. this. Just showing up to your neighbor's place, like, "What's up? I'm taking over your yard." And then don't we worry, I'm a classically trained chef. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> and we did it proper too. I got the good wood, so like it looks beautiful too. No, it looks great. They're all and, they're in planters and yeah, and, and it's good wood. Shit. It's symmetrical, yeah. and he won't take my money for water bill and nothing. His front yard looks great, and people you drive, give him some. Produce, he can take whatever he wants, and he wants to take some time and salad burn it about it. We started. We started growing tomatoes and fava beans like the first like like semester of it and like you get like six tomatoes yeah. and they suck and you're like so hey, it just is it strictly herbs now it's like point? edible flowers and herbs okay. and, and greens and kale so for our kale salad at our restaurant we grow our own kale and we we, we we go through it but just like and i also have this relationship with the guys that sell me the greens like uh logan's gardens uh jimmy and logan his son shout out to jimmy and logan yeah they're great and they'll and they'll they'll give me everything and i'll just plant it and i give them a food credit i don't have to pay for this shit so they come in. And so they come in and get to get a free meal. They don't get a free meal. They 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 have <laughs> they, credit. They have thousands of dollars in credit, and they, they believe in what I'm doing. You know, and like they'll sit there like so like I get so for me it's like it's an overhead that I can kind of pass along, which I'm a big component of. Like in Italy, like if you make olive oil, 
you shouldn't have to pay for Parmesan and the Parmesan guy shouldn't buy olive oil. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> if I could do like, if my dentist could swallow that, you know, if, if I, my, my, my mechanic. Listen, I, I got some nasturtium for you. I have a I need this cleaning for free. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, you like food? <laughs> you I get like a, a root canal and they're like, that's $1,500. You're like, eh, here's a gift certificate. To that, that, here's, here's 1,500 stocks of time. <laughs> that would be the win right there. Yeah. St- trust your I fucking chicken. I love this though. I love that you're like, you're getting everyone involved and it's like, it goes back to like, you're turning diners in your restaurant into employees. You're turning neighbors into fucking mm. gardeners. Like you're, you're getting everybody in on it. I like this. Yeah. I'm, I like this I'm, approach. I'm 41 years old. I'll be 42 this year. You and look like, great. And, uh, and I've been going, you guys look great. Yeah. It's like the pursuit of knowledge. Like I'm 42 years old and I've been cooking since I was 16 years old. Wow. I went to culinary school and I've been doing this a long time. And like, People was like once somebody said to me once, I was like, oh, like that's really delicious. Like, how do you think of this stuff? Like, how like? And I'm like, I'm not some creative kid. I wasn't at home like making, playing with mashed potatoes, making fucking right. art. Like I was. I practice. I practice. I practice. And like, I, I have like a constant interest in and in, in development. So like, I come to a point now where like gardening is like my new focus. Right. And like a year ago it was like fermentation. And, always, and, like, always learning. Always trying always, to do and, shit. Always yeah, pushing and, it. And ha- and like more. I always tell my cooks now too is like. One thing I want to develop with my cooks is that like it's okay to fail, and like half the shit you're gonna make, you're not gonna really like. Right. But like, but like they sit there and like a lot of like chefs have these egos where like they make something, right. and they they're just so hung up that it can't be right. not. Amazing. You have to be able to 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 make something shitty, yeah. in order to like get to making something good. Baseball. Yeah. Like, let's talk about baseball. What, <laughs> oh god. What's a good batting average? Oh, what's a good batting average? I mean, I, I mean, a two, solid two eighty two eighty. Five to three twenty-five. That That's an exceptional batting average, right? A three twenty-five would be an exceptional batting. So what average. does that mean? Every time you're at bat, you're on base. Of, one at three times. No, you're that. You're you're not on base. That would be on base percentage. Would be because you can walk and Uh-oh. get on base. Okay, but uh, batting average is if you actually make contact with the ball and it it's on an out, and not so you, so you, out. You, so you arguably, base. arguably, you strike out. One, uh, you strike out, strike out maybe three out of every four times, and you can still be a good batter. Right. Uh, you can't be afraid to strike out. You can't be afraid to whiff. You yeah. got to go up there and fucking swing it. Yeah. So you're like, hey, like, hey, chef, what do you think about this? I'm like, I don't think it's good, and neither do you. And but let's, <laughs> but hey, no, no, and all your hopes and dreams and are no, 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 fuck out of here. no, no. But yeah. but from there, like, what can make it better? You know, like we made, I made fish sauce last week. You ever make fish sauce? No, I have no yeah. fucking clue. And w- w- as we're tasting, we're like, I think John Yao can. John yeah, we're thinking can. like this could be amazing right now. Well, this could be explosive diarrhea. Right. Oh yeah. So, <laughs> there's fermented fish yeah, in and, this, and, and then we, in here. We, we do stuff that doesn't work out. And like, how did it go? Explosive diarrhea? Uh, it was no, good? it's actually I think it's a little too gnarls. Okay. Uh, too however, gnarls one of my cooks thinks it's like the next thing at the restaurant. And I so, love fish sauce. I love gnarls. Yeah. So yeah, no, this is the different gnarls. Yeah, I mean, this probably doesn't taste gnarls. like the fish sauce that you're that, that you're <laughs> used to. I want it to. Be, I want it to be that good <laughs> right, fish sauce. That good funk. But like, you gotta like, get that good funk. But you know, for you me, I, I always like, tell the cooks like like ten percent of your ideas are gonna be good, and the other ninety percent is ego or practice or just not good. Yeah. And like let go of that. And like I, I try to develop them to like come out of their comfort zones because a lot of cooks like I want to do something, but I don't want to look foolish around everyone else. Like, but that, but that you can't you can't be that. You have to fail up. Like yeah, that, that's right. all. That's all it is. That's it's a great thing to teach though. That's part of you being a fucking good mentor. Failure is okay. Having a bad I mean it's like the old adage like there are no bad ideas right there are there's of course bad ideas, bad ideas. Of course. Yeah. You definitely have bad to ideas. vocalize them before you get to the point where you realize it's good or bad yeah right. and you'll never to make something really like I made persimmons okay you peel them and you hang them and they dry up and there's a hoshigaki persimmons right and I never made it in my life and my wife's Japanese I eat a lot of Japanese food and I'm like what oh. so I read up on it all you gotta do is like peel this persimmon and like put it somewhere and it hangs and it turns into like the Kobe beef of dried fruit I'm in. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> and I never made it before, and I, I hung a couple up, and I was 
100% for 100%. I'm like, fucking jack off. I am the persimmon master. <laughs> I am master this. One for one. But then, of course, you want to sit there and turn up a notch. And like, maybe, what if I shove something inside of the middle of it? Right. It can dry out and like have time inside of it. Right. And like, you push it and some things just don't work out. And exactly. like, we had to let go of things every now and then. And like, uh, like for me, I love experimenting and trying different things. And I've also like positioned myself to be this creative type at the restaurant, you know, and, and, try to like generate that kind of like buzz and also that culture in my kitchen where someone like my, my sous chef is like, Hey, the, the chicken sandwich is son of a gun. I'll make it for staff meal. I'm not like, don't do that. You only do what I tell them to do. Right. No, you do everything. Let's go. Let's fail together. That's a great yeah. like kitchen culture to foster though. I feel like we're don't, people, don't, don't spend too much time doing it though. And a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that's, that's the last thing I, I wanted to ask you. Like, you know, we're talking about you're sourcing the finest ingredients. You're at you're you're providing premium foods at like a really affordable price point. Like, I mean, that's hard. That's hard to fucking keep those profit margins. Then, isn't it? Yeah, sure. And so, like, you get creative, and like, without without raising the prices or giving the customer a four ounce piece of beef, you start like you you, you what you want to do is you know use a formula where like you're you have a menu mix. So. Like you sell, like meat dishes are generally a higher food cost. Right. You don't make money on selling meat unless you charge $95 for a steak. But but if they get a soup or a salad first and then they're going to meet, you're good. So that, let's balances say your, out. Your, it's all, all balanced. Yeah, your meat, your, let's say your food cost your meat's a little higher, 35%. And a, and a good soup is you know ten percent. percent. Yeah, I mean and, those things balance yeah, out so, really, really, really well. So like Don, Don LA killed me because what I did with Don LA was right. like I do I didn't want to go. Okay, we're gonna give him soup and right. you want to have a good experience. Yeah. So we have with this influx of, of a new clientele, the Bridge and Tunnel, if you want to call it Bridge that. and Tunnel crowd. Bridge and Tunnel crowd coming in. Let's 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 do let's do the greatest hits and let's give them the good shit and I'll, I'll it'll be a loss leader. And, uh, but you're banking on them coming back and spending that money, and they never will. And, <laughs> and they're like, I'm, "I let's go to I, UCLA." Yeah, yeah sorry. I feel like that's the that. I mean, I like the idea of Dine LA kind of opening up places where normally someone couldn't eat because of a price barrier for them to try. Like, I like that democratization of it. But it's also like, if these people just come for that and then never come back, it's like that's not that's not great. But, but that's the thing. If you that's but it, that's the belief. It's like it, do you, if you believe in your product and you believe that like what you're doing is. Proper, I bet some will come back. People some will come of those back. crazy UCLA. Well, weird thing if like, you build it, they will come. Well, the Dino Light thing was like so we lowered our prices and we were packed for two weeks. Like our prices, like the demand oh, the price is too high. Uh, yeah. The demand's there for Cali, but we're just we're above this like, little cusp. Which right. I look at every menu in in, in, our, in the area of like mm. my restaurant. You're right at the. Table. I stalk every restaurant. I'm a creeper yeah. when it comes to watching you all the chefs. Be. Uh, and it's not being competitive. It's just running a business yeah exactly you know? what are they doing what's the and guy so down how, the street how much doing they, how much they charging for oats and penelope or what are they doing at uh, a moza first day right they, you're like, staying abreast of the landscape yeah. and and also people are like oh your prices are too high i'm like it's the same next door you just yeah. that's bullshit yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. Not, it's not too high yeah yeah that's you, bullshit. You, you point right in their face last me like, you're bullshit. wrong yeah. i've done the research uh well fuck man I, we covered a lot of ground this was uh very enlightening i think you have a really cool approach and uh I'm fucking pissed at myself that I haven't eaten at Cali yet, and I'm going to rectify that. I've, very t- soon. I've told you about it. We you know, I've been, so gonna, I've done my. I'm going to go. I mean, I never you really. Need, you, you can come to the restaurant. It's I cool. never go to Hollywood. You, you, what I want you to do is come to the restaurant and stage. You can come cook with the day, dude. Man. You know what? What you have to do I is you have to give that. him something, and he'll give you. No, some no, no, no. no. I think, I think, I think you love cooking, and I think you, I, I watch you on Instagram, and you like making steaks. Mm-hmm. You hang with chefs. There's clearly an attraction there. I would stage, and I think you should come on through, man. I would definitely stage. I'll join that fucking pirate. I will, come, come I will say out. before we leave, and I just want to give a shout out to you. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure this is something that's been on the menu since day one. The, the you guys have the best dessert I've ever had in my. Entire what is life. that dessert? It's the, uh, it's the was it yogurt? 
or meringue oh, gelato. Oh, is this the one with the, with the cured, cured egg, egg yolk? Sure, yeah. It's two things, right? Just the gelato and the egg yolk. Is there olive oil yolk. involved? Yep. And it's one of the is most it, amazing things I've ever had in gelato? my entire life. No, it's a, it's a, it's a meringue gelato Ooh. with sugar-cured egg yolks. Oh, boy. But, but the good, like the, 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 the best thing about the dessert is the gelato, which is the cream. And that's that Strauss cream, which you know oh, is Strauss. expensive. It's yeah. so expensive. It's so, so good, expensive. Though. So good. But like when we first started doing the restaurant, and this is like the theory about sourcing is like we, we we got the cream and we make our own butter with it and creme fraiche we do a lot with that cream i spend more mm-hmm. money on cream than i do on most of my vegetables good but, cream that but, we, right. but, but like, like like here's a great question what's your favorite ice cream um, favorite? we actually talked about this i yeah. mean <laughs> i would i'm like a vanilla guy like if it comes down to chocolate or vanilla i'm always going there you go, vanilla. Vanilla. what about you butter pecan butter pecan yeah. uh, me i'm dark chocolate and like, like, like you can actually judge a person's personality if i told you i was into raspberry sorbet you'd be like word <laughs> But Something or if I told you I was like, if I told you, if I told you chubby wubby like stoner, all right. But right. but everyone like ice cream is like a personal thing, and That's everyone true. does ice cream, okay? Unless yeah. you're lacto or something. But we would make the, like we would make pistachio gelato with that cream. We're like, dude, this pistachio gelato is a shit. Chocolate gelato with, with that cream, it was great. Again, again premium ingredients. Yeah. And then, the, the like, what thing. if we made just a gelato with just the, that cream? No, and vanilla is like the the most team like let's say ice cream there is. But vanilla is actually a strong spice. It's a flavor. Yeah, it's, yeah, a, it's flavor. a good flavor. It's a very significant flavor. So I'm like, so I made a gelato with nothing, like just like tofu or like uh, like yogurt. But who the fuck's gonna buy a yeah. ice cream? Right, that's, that's not sexy. Ice cream. That's not sexy. What kind of ice cream? No, it's just ice cream. We got sex so, so the egg yolk on top. What that really does is it, like it, there's a presentation there. There's a little more wordage on the menu. There's like a unctuousness, like a well, lusciousness. Is that umami? Well, that's the yeah. thing. The, the, we salt, always, the salt of it kicks up the sweetness. Yeah. And the we always the talk about how like we we'd rather have more savory stuff than dessert because we're like you know we're savory daddies and we're, we're not, I'm not a big it's sweets one of those guy. Things, like, if I but I feel like Cali, this I, incorporates it so well. Like you you have that savory element that it's playing along Ka- with the Cali sweet. would be the, like one of the few restaurants that I would go to them. Like no, you have to have dessert. That you sounds, have to have that this. Sounds dessert. amazing. It's a canal. It's just a canal with. Table side shaving, cool, man. Yeah. and that's it. Yeah, and it's just elegant and clean Fuck. and tasty, and it kind and of encapsulates it's, it's, everything we've been talking yeah. about—from the premium ingredients to like a fine dining approach to like a, a crowd pleasing accessibility. Oh, I could eat that shit every day. It's fucking Fuck. well. We gotta go. Well, we the, go. The, I think a, like a good restaurant and like a good like chef or restaurateur, they need to have like signature dishes. And it's important. Like if you're a band, like you need to open up your app, right. like open up the set. You got to play the hits with the people. Play the want. hits. And, but like, like you open up with a hit, you get the crowd going and then yeah. you encore with like piano man. Right. You, know what you got to like, do it. Like if you want to go see Billy Joel and he didn't play piano man or like the Eagles played like hotel. I'd be like, you're drunk again, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> you're uh, so, so we open up the show with the uni polenta. Right. And we close it with the gelato. There you yeah. go. And anything in Book between. with the hits. I could fucking serve chili, you know? <laughs> and like you liked your, and you, you left it a good note. You heard it here, folks. Go to Cali for uni polenta and chili. Finish it with the fucking and mer- meringue and uh, Maybe you get a yolk. fucking job. Well, dude, thanks so much. Congratulations on two years. Yeah, let's plug uh, Cali Restaurant on Instagram. It's at Cali Restaurant. Cali Restaurant. Yeah. Cali Restaurant. Um, right there on Melrose, folks. If if you're uh, if you're in the neighborhood, fucking pop on by. I know I will be. Um, maybe we end up with a fucking new career. Maybe <laughs> maybe you find a new mentor who takes you under. Who takes you under his wing and fucking teaches you about and I won't life? Mo- I won't molest you like a gymnastic coach. And so. <laughs> right, exactly. That's the me and promise. Too soon? No, <laughs> no molestation. Just teaching you how to be. I can remind you, like, yeah, cut those yeah, chives every so he'll hold on. You're holding the knife wrong. <laughs> None of that. None of the molestation free zone. Uh, well, thanks for joining us, man. It was a real pleasure. I think you have a really cool philosophy about cooking and life. Yeah, and fucking life. Um, 
I'm going to bring that to my, my life this week. There you, know? you go. Fucking nurturing, nurturing the earth. Uh, I've, I've, I'm going to, I'm going to start gardening. I'm gonna no, or just spend, spend money on better shit. Hey, I got a basil plant on my fucking windowsill right now. Don't tell me I'm not nurturing the earth. <laughs> that, that basil plant is healthy as fuck. Oh, fuck yeah. You're going to do a nice uh, tight chiffonade on that. Finish that little oh, pasta. Um, well, let's uh, I'll plug. Uh, you know, you can follow me on Instagram at Carl Hess. You can follow Joel at Joel David Miller. Yep. The pod is at YapPod. That's Y-A-P-P-O-D on Instagram and Twitter. And, uh, you know, j- jump on into iTunes there. Give us a give little, us a rating. Give us a little review. rating. Give us a little review. Let us know how much you love us. Um, and uh, thanks for listening. We'll be back next week. Next week.